You ready for the word this morning? I'm excited about it. I've never preached along these lines before, um, but it's definitely the word. It's the Bible. And uh, I, like I like to say, if what I'm saying is not found in the word of God or doesn't line up with the word of God, throw it away. I'm not here to further my plans. I'm not here to stroke your back and make you feel all good and fuzzy on the inside. I'm here to preach the word because it's the word that can change us. It is the word that changes us. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So this morning, let's pray, and then we'll get into the Bible. So, Father, we just, again, commit our time to you, fully trusting in you, knowing you're going to bring this service to pass exactly the way you want it to come to pass. I rejoice in knowing that, Holy Spirit, you're living big inside of me, and as you are my teacher, you are my anointer. Thank you right now, Lord God, that you're not only anointing me to preach and teach the word, but you're anointing these people to see and hear the word as it's meant to be seen and heard. I expect good things happening today, Lord, and we'll be sure to give you all the praise and glory for those things in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Well, we're going to continue our study this morning on 2023 being the year of the maximum and the year of the highest level attainable. This is the word of the Lord given to Brother Jerry Savell for this year. How many of you are expecting that in your lives? Do you understand that in order to experience it, you have to mix your faith with it? Did you hear what I just said? Too many Christians will sit in a service, hear the word, nod their head, might smile, might even say amen. But if you don't mix your faith with it, it's not going to do you any good. The Bible actually says in Hebrews 4.2, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Now, one of the things I've come to understand down through the years is that operating in faith is easy to do. Are you listening? If God says we need to be mixing our faith with it, then that means God's given us the means to mix our faith with it. You understand how I'm saying that? All I'm telling you to do is open your heart up to hear from the Spirit of the living God as He's speaking through me. Did you hear what I just said? You have to be hungry to hear from God. And when you hear a prophetic word, it is your responsibility to mix your faith with that prophetic word if you want that prophetic word to come to pass in your life. Amen. Don't just sit there, nod your head and smile and say, that's a really cool word. I want it to come to pass in my life. How about you? How many of you are really expecting to have maximized lifestyle this year? Maxing out, glory to God. I want more than I can contain. Hallelujah. I want, I want to reach the highest level attainable. I want this church busting at the seams. Why? Because that's what should be happening. Thank you, Davey, for the one nod. This church needs to be filled up. I'm not here to promote me. I'm here to promote Jesus. And if I'm following after him and what he says is supposed to be happening in the earth today during this year, then that's what I'm expecting. Thus, I expect this church to be busting at the seams. If we got to go to two, three services, I don't want to. Glory to God, I'm expecting our new church building. Hallelujah. But if we needed to, I'll go to two to three services. 
I believe if I ever had to preach three, the same message three times by the third service, I'm going to be having a shouting time because God's going to keep on giving me something. Like, Glory to God. Hallelujah. I, I uh, were uh, good friends with Pastor Mark. I always tell his last name out. Boer? Boer? Boer. He's over in uh, uh, Boise and uh, has a fantastic church, over 1,000 people. And uh, he does how many services? Four? Three services. And, uh, he, he, you know, by that third service, you know, it's <laughs> my, the younger ones like to come to the third service. Why? Because they can sleep in, <laughs> my daughter, and, and, and everything. But I, I just, I, again, see, this is my mindset when I hear maximum. It's the maximum amount of souls reached for Christ during this year. The maximum amount of souls I can reach for Christ this year. And you should have that same mentality. If you have never had the opportunity to pray with somebody and lead them to the Lord, I'm going to let you know something right here. There's nothing more thrilling than that. There's nothing more thrilling than that. Being able to pray with somebody, knowing that they're giving their heart to Jesus Christ, you just change their eternal des destiny. Now, obviously, it's the Spirit of God it coming upon them once they yield themselves to the Spirit of God and, 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 and profess Jesus or confess Jesus as Lord and Savior. But glory to God, I want to see more people coming here. Ron, I'm going to give you an assignment. I want you, I know you're married, you've got a beautiful wife, you love your wife. I'm going to give you an assignment. I'm going to ask you to go back to when you first got, started coming to this church, and I want you to start inviting more people. He used to bring people left and right, left and right, and then he got married. Not that that's a bad thing. I did not come out right, did it? Debbie, you know I love you, right? I just, I, we got to get something in us. Do you, I, I assume the reason you come to this church is because you love this church and you're being fed in this church and you think God's doing good things through you in this church because you're coming to this church. Amen. I want maximum. I'm expecting maximum. I'm expecting maximum on my finances. I mentioned last week, I have had not had a pay raise in over, how long has the church been going? 15 years? 15 years. How would you feel if you hadn't had a pay raise in 15 years? Now, again, I have given other people monies that would otherwise would, I could have taken, but I have made my mind up. I'm going to see this church grow, and we're going to get our church building. And, and I'm trust, I trust God all the time. People will send me money just out of the blue. They take care of me. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm getting taken care of. And, 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 but the point I'm trying to get across is I'm expecting to increase in finances this year. Max out in finances. I am determined... To be that pastor who has a wad of 20, no, 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 a wad of $100 bills. A wad, you know what a wad is? A roll, a roll of $100 bills. You ever seen a roll of money like that? And have it, well, you know, you ever had a roll of $100 bills and you just walk into church? And you just go up to somebody, hey, man, I just wanted to tell you I love you. Give him a money handshake. Hand him a $100 bill. And, and, and goes to the next family. And goes to the next family. And, 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 and listen. This, there is a pastor who does this. It, where's he at in Texas, right? Uh, what's his name? Robert Morris? Yeah, Robert Morris. Now, see, that gets me excited. That gets me excited. To be able to be led by God to bless somebody with $100. I've, been, I, I've, been the, I've had the privilege of blessing people a whole lot more than that. Glory to God. I was the pie man. I think I've shared this with you recently, not too long ago. I was known as the pie man at Ramah. I know that sounds kind of weird, 
But I worked at a pie pantry, a restaurant pie pantry, and they would throw their pies away. Oh, dear Jesus, what a sin. They would throw their pies away after two days. And I'm like, well, I went to the guy who, was, who graduated from Rayma. He was the manager, and I said, listen, I'm not asking for all the different pies. Can I, like, take two of those pies you're going to throw away and take them with me to, to Rayma and so I can start blessing people with it? And that's what I did. I was passing out pies all the time. And it was amazing. I mean, I would go up to people and give them the pie and say, hey, God just told me to bless you. How did you know it was my anniversary? I'd go up to somebody else. How did you know it was my birthday tomorrow? I'm like, oh, well, that's the Lord. Now, I did have people after a while kept coming up and just becoming my friend. Hey, how you doing, Pastor Dan? And of course, I'm with them, Pastor Dan. How you doing, Daniel? How you doing? But hey, got one of them pies. <laughs> In other words, they were kind of you know, getting all close to me because they wanted one of them pies. Anyway, but the, the, the thing is, that was fun. And it's been fun giving other people. I mean, in, 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 in grocery lines, I'm always searching my heart. I, I, I just, I, re, I think I shared this with you not too long ago as well, when I was at Walmart, and these two older ladies were behind me. And as I'm going through, uh, uh, and, and this is the way I am, if I have money in my, in my wallet, I'm usually giving it away. And I, 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 as I'm in Walmart, and all of a sudden, it was like the Lord spoke to me, I want you to bless these ladies with that $100 bill in your wallet. I didn't even give it a second thought. When I got done, the ladies were going through, because, you know, we're doing chit-chat back and forth and so forth. And I turned around and I said, God told me to bless you with that. And, and you, you talk about people being moved. People that probably had never had something like that happen to them before. See, that's the reason I want to be blessed. That's the reason I want maximized harvest on my giving. So I can do more of that. Amen. It is a... There's nothing more thrilling to be used by God to be a blessing. Amen. Glory to God. Are you expecting maximized living this year? You've got to mix your faith with it. Now, last week we talked about our harvest is calling out to us. And we're supposed to be calling out to our harvest. Question. How many of you did that last week? Oh, I've been doing it. I, I, I've been doing Now, listen, if you haven't, now, can I just throw this? I, I, I won't even look at the crowd. Doing something like that makes you feel like, man, that is the craziest thing in the world. What did you do to get born again? You confessed with your mouth Jesus Christ as Lord, even though you've never really met Jesus Christ in the flesh, have you? But you did it. It was your confession of faith that got you born again. And all we're doing as that harvest that belongs to you and me is crying out to us, we're crying out to it. Here I am. Here I am, harvest. Come on in. I believe it's happening. And see what ends up happening is a divine appointment. God makes sure there's going to be a divine appointment. He's the Lord of the Sabaoth. He's the Lord of hosts. He's the one that's going to get his angels sent out to cause that harvest to come in. I remember Dad Hagen taught, did that teaching on finances years ago. The Lord taught him. He said, you don't ask me for money. I don't have any money up here. He says, you claim what you need, and then you rebuke Satan off of your finances. You bind Satan off of your finances. And then you loose the ministering spirits sent to minister to the, to the heirs of salvation. Our angels stand around for most Christians doing nothing. They're here for a reason. I said they're here for a reason. 
Why not let the Lord of the Sabaoth, the Lord of hosts, let those angels go to work on your behalf? I don't know how it works in the spirit realm. I mean, I, I've never seen it. I've envisioned it. I, I, you know, envision angels going to work on my behalf. It's like I said, you know, I, if I ever got the opportunity to see my angel, I'd probably have to go like this to give him a high five. It used to make a little bit difference because I could jump a little bit higher than that. But anyway, our angels are bigger than us. And I'm going to tell you a little secret. When they're given a divine appointment, a divine assignment, there is no devil in hell that's going to stop them. The only thing that can stop them is us and our words of doubt and unbelief. We have got to be calling out to that harvest in faith. Harvest, come in. I'm not asking you to go into a, a grocery store, into Walmart, stand in the middle aisle with all kinds of people. Harvest, come in. That's kind of silly. But when you're at it, thank you, if you're in your shower, if you're driving somewhere, I mean, what do you guys do when you drive? You got your little favorite country and western music station? Or do you have your, uh, 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 I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Who was that? Oh. Yeah, it was Star Wars, wasn't it? Shucks. I was trying to think of a rock and roll station. I used to be, I really did used to be a big rocker. I really did. I was, I was, I used to go to rock concerts and things like that. And that's why I never could see myself doing a hip hop concert. Anyways, now why was I off talking about hip-hop and, oh, what are y'all doing in your car? I mean, what are you doing? I mean, are, are, you, are you, see, why not take that opportunity to listen to some good Christian uh, podcasts? Why can't, why don't you put on some good, I mean, that's what I, I choose between when I get in my car. Okay, am I going to listen to a podcast? Am I going to worship God? Am I going to listen to a podcast? And it seems like, it, you know, it goes back and forth. Why don't you listen, let's, let's do some worshiping right now. I put some worship music on. The music I like to pray to, I got it turned on, and I'm worshiping God. Amen. I'm stirring myself up. And guess what else I'm doing now? I'm calling my harvest in. See, if people see me talking in my car, guess what? So many people have those, those, those what are they called, uh, Bluetooth, thank you, where you don't even have to have your phone up. You can just play talking. And sometimes I'll even look down like I'm talking to a kid sitting down there or something like that. The bottom line is, do it by faith. It doesn't have to make sense up here. It's from your heart. You're speaking it from your heart. I believe what God has said in his word is true. And even if it doesn't make sense up here, I'm going to step out in and do it. Our harvest is coming in. My harvest is coming in. It's going to be, now listen, it's going to be a maximized harvest. Whoo, glory to God, I'm getting myself excited up here. Thank you, Jesus, and I've gotten through about halfway the first page, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Brother Jerry said that when he received the word of the Lord for 2023, it happened in uh, October but the Lord impressed upon him at the beginning of November, so it wasn't too much after that, to tell the people, you're listening, to tell the people, if you're taking notes, you need to write this down, that what they do first is a vital key to living in the maximum here in 2023. What people 
do first matters to God. Are you listening? Last week, John and I were sitting back there and we were talking. And wasn't this along the lines of what we were talking about? I had no idea I was going to minister along these lines. But when I, I, I was studying and preparing and, and this came up, I thought, wow, the way God works. The, way, the fact that we were talking about it just that week. And here it is that God has wanted me to get this out to you. I want you to go with me, first of all, this morning to Haggai. I want you to look at what was happening to the children of Israel because they weren't putting God in first place in their lives. This might be some familiar scripture. It might not be. Haggai is in your Bible. How many know that's the Old Testament? It doesn't go Matthew, Mark, Luke, Haggai. <laughs> Haggai chapter 1, verse 2. Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Verse 7, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. So two times in this set of scriptures, God tells the Israelites to do what? Consider your ways. Why would he tell them to do that? Because they were doing things their own way instead of God's way. And when a person does things his own way instead of God's way, I hope you're listening, you can count on it. You're not going to experience God's best in your life. There's no way you're going to experience the maximum. Friends, you can't have true success apart from God. It comes down to this. You can strive to succeed, and you should be doing that. And you can know that it is God's will for you to succeed. But if you're not giving God first place in your life, you will not succeed. Did you hear what I just said? God should be first in our lives. God's way of doing things, and we're going to see this, should be first place in our lives. First place. Everybody say first place. Thank you, Jesus. So just as it is true of the Israelites in this account, we're called to consider our way. If things aren't happening the way God says they should be happening, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing wrong on God's side. There's nothing wrong with the Word of God. There's nothing wrong with the Holy Spirit. Who's that lead? You and me. Us. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Are you putting God first place in your life? It's sure easy to say you are. 
Do you wake up in the morning thinking of him? Don't you think that would be giving him first place? Do you go to bed thinking of him? Throughout your day, are you thinking of him? When you go to do something, do you ask him for wisdom and guidance? When you go out of your house, do you ask him to give you a divine appointment that day? Are you truly giving God first place? It's easy to say, but it's not always easy to live. And unfortunately, here's one of the biggest reasons Christians never, never receive the maximized harvest that they should be. This is the main reason right here. They're not giving God first place. So we got to understand this temple, their temple had been destroyed for 70 years. And God had given them an assignment to rebuild the temple. And you know what they did? Nothing. Except for build their own home. Their focus was solely on themselves. And then they wondered why they weren't reaping much. and a great No harvest was coming in. They were wondering when the money was just seemed to be pouring right out of their pocket. And things were starting to get, lie in ruin in their lives. The bottom line is this. What has God asked you to do? What is God asking you to do? I know this is a little bit, and it might not be like last week where there's some shouting going on, but I'm telling you, this would change your life if you get a hold of it. We have got to give God. You got something? If you don't mind speaking into this, for recording sakes. I, I just keep thinking about something that happened on Thursday evening. I went to work and had a contractor come in. And you guys know what it's like. Do I dare to put Christian music on? And I did. And this young man stops me. He looks at me and he says, thank you. I don't get to listen to what I don't want mm. because I work in construction. Mm. He says, I was bone tired listening to him. Listening to God's music rejuvenated. Amen. Putting him first, isn't it? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So I want you to hear this. As a result of their procrastination and their disobedience to God and their misplaced priorities, did you hear that? They suffered all the things we just read about. Was that God's will for them? Was that his best for them? Was that his maximum for their lives? Obviously not. The things they were now experiencing was the result of their own doing of their own making. They were not putting first things first. Now, this is so important to understand here. Their neglect in rebuilding the temple and allowing it to still be lying there in ruins was not, just not a reflection of their procrastination and misplaced priorities. Now, get this. It also indicated a neglect in how they approached worshiping God. I remember this years ago, Dad Hagen talked about this particular uh, gentleman. And uh, he was somebody that uh, uh, worked in, uh, uh, I can't remember what he, 
a butler, basically a butler. And he said, I could always tell how well a person, their relationship with God was by their sock drawer. That's kind of an out there statement. But what he was saying was, if the socks were all put in there in order, color coordinated, and so forth, he knew that that particular individual had a great relationship with God. But if it was all messy and strewn in there, and, and I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen people come wearing two different kinds of socks, not trying to be rude or mean if you're wearing two pairs of socks this day, <laughs> although I will laugh at you if I see them. No, never mind. The point I'm trying to get across is a messy life out here is usually the result of a messy life personally here. And a messy life in here comes as a result of one thing, people not giving God first place in their lives. I am of the mindset, in fact, I'm almost 100% convinced that the reason people do not have a strong relationship with Almighty God is because they've never taken the time to come to know. They've never taken the time to come to know how he does things, his way of doing things. How can you give God first place if you don't even know God? You see what I'm saying? It's one thing to get born again. It's a totally different thing to continue to live sold out to him. Unfortunately, so many key, you know, people go to those, um, Billy Graham, remember Billy Graham would have them big old stadiums filled with people. And, you know, I mean, I don't remember the numbers. And, and stuff like that, and, and different other ones would have these big old Reinhard Bonnke and so forth, just huge, huge meetings. People get born again. And yet, how many of them would end up falling away because they never went to a church afterwards? They never found a church that was going to feed them the Word of God, that was going to lead them in understanding the ways of God. I'm telling you, you've got to know Him in order to give him first place. But once you come to know him, giving him first place becomes easy. Because you come to recognize and understand, if I, he's first place in my life, I got him made. I said, I've got him made. I can expect to live a maximized life. Hallelujah. It's an exciting thing for me. I've been doing this now since 1993, correct? Is that right? 1993, we've been in the ministry. We were Bible school a couple years before that. I was at Caneland a year before that. But I have come to recognize and understand as much as I thought I knew, I'm nowhere knowing him the way I'm going to know him. I remember Dad Hagen used to make something similar, a comment similar to that. The more I come to know him, the more I want to know him. The more I come to know him, the more I fall in love with him. The more I fall in love with him, the more I want to know him. It becomes an endless cycle, but it's just been... I am so, just this happened the, uh, the other day. It might have been yesterday morning, if I'm not mistaken. Was it Friday morning? And, and, and it was just all of a sudden, it just hit me. And again, it just lacks, you know, in, in your understanding of what happened to me, but something happened in my life. And when it hit me, hmm, whew, it was like a, a dump, I don't know how else to say it, of his love just coming on me. And his peace. And just that knowing that he was there for me. And that he would never leave me nor forsake me. And friends, I, maybe this doesn't mean as much to you as it does to me, that he 
Almighty God believes in you. He believes in you. Hallelujah. It, it, just that little time changed me. I, oh, hallelujah. I can stand before you right now and say I'm hungrier for him than I've ever been. I want to know. We, I, I didn't even know the song she was singing. But I'm like, oh, wow. Talk about songs that just tied right in with, with what is in my heart today. I want to know you now, God. I want to max out on God. How about you? Do you understand, and, I, and I, I need to say this, we're always going to be learning more of him. I remember Keith Moore talks about, you know, you know, when we get to heaven, we've been there a thousand years, and we think we can't. There's no way possibly that we can learn anything else about God. It's been so incredible that all of a sudden God will go, whoosh, and he'll reveal some more about himself. And we will just start doing backflips and rejoicing again for another thousand years. And just when we think we can't possibly know him anymore, whoosh, here he reveals something else about himself. Friends, that's going to go on throughout eternity. That's how big my God is. That's how incredible my God is. We're going to come to know him more and more and more and more and more and more. But only for those who are hungry for him. Only for those who are putting him first. Seeking after him with all their heart. Going after him with everything that's in you. If you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If, uh, okay, Lord, if you want me to say that, I will. If your spouse means more to you than God, then you've got your priorities out of if your children, this has always been one that kind of got, you know, if your children mean more to you than him, then your, your priorities are out of whack. Why do I say that? Because, see, it's only because of him that I have her. It's only because of him that I have my children and now my grandchildren. Are you listening? First place. But the result, that's why I can stand before her and she knows it's true. And tell her today, I love you more right now than I've ever loved you. For most people, they're saying, man, you've got to be lying. Because you know when you, when you first got married, that was when you really were loving her. Then, of course, you've lived, how long have you been married now? 30, going on 30 years. Hallelujah. That's a long time with somebody. <laughs> but I can say that truthfully. Why? Because of my relationship with God. I have a relationship with God. Who is love? The more I come to know him, the more I fall in love with him, and the greater capacity I have to love others, including that woman right there. I tell her all the time, I'm so thankful for you and our relationship with one another and our journey that we have with one another. You know, we deal with aches and pains as everybody else does eventually, sometime or another, and especially as you start to get older. But the bottom line is she's going nowhere and I'm going nowhere. We're going to go. My, 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 my heart, my ultimate heart thing I'd like to have happen, God, if possible, <laughs> is that we would go in the rapture together, holding hands. Glory to God. Let's go up together. But, but what was the name? It uh, doesn't matter. Otherwise, I want us to go together. If we go the way of the grave, I want us to go together. I think that to me would be awesome. And now sometimes people think that, does that mean I have to die exactly when they die? No, it could be a week later. How long was it for your mom and dad? Was it a month? 
One month was how much? Three weeks. Uh, 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 Pop-Pop died first. Three weeks later, Graham-Graham died. That's basically lying together. Think about it in the, in the, in the eyes of God. It's where he thinks about a thousand years is as a day. A day is as a thousand years. Three months is probably about, oh, I'd say three seconds. <laughs> or it may be even less than that. The time that was separated between the two of them, being in the presence of God, rejoicing. Ha, ha, ha. But we're gonna, we have destiny to fulfill. We have things to do for Almighty God. Oh, my goodness. Is that the right time? Have you been keeping t- track? Uh-oh. Oh, I'm looking at you, girl. Hallelujah. I'm not even getting close to where I'm going. Um, thank you, Jesus. Man, I have a lot to share. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Let me share this with you, and I'll conclude with this. I want you to remind yourself of this, though. If you find yourself, and, and again, I don't say this to condemn people. I really don't. I am not saying that people always, if I go visit somebody, or I don't even know if I say it, I won't say it that way. If you can't keep your house clean, yeah, I'm looking up, <laughs> then why not? Why can't you keep your, your house clean? Why can't you keep your things in order? I'm not saying that even if you do it for yourself, you do it for him. Are you listening? I, I, you don't have to be like I am. My daughter said, Dad, you're just the cleanest guy I've ever met in my life. You're all, you're clean, you're clean, you're clean, you're clean. And it's so funny because what these two do, they just bring their dishes, sit them in the sink because they know I'm going to come clean them. Is it? No, 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 don't you start talking. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Sometimes that, I, but why do I redo them? Because you leave dirt on them. Anyway, I'm sorry, just get off of that. I want you to listen to this scripture found in 1 Corinthians 10. Then I'm going to share with you five different things, five different principles we can glean off of this, uh, the book of Haggai. 1 Corinthians 10, 11, listen to this. Now, all these things happened to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Now, listen to that scripture from the message. These are all warning markers. Danger, danger, danger in our history books. Written down, now get this, written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our positions in the story are parallel. They at the beginning, we at the end, and we are just as capable of messing it up as they were. Now, that doesn't say we're going to mess it up. And I'm telling you right now, you won't mess it up if you give God first place. But listen to these. Uh, you can write these five principles found in the book of Haggai, and we'll close with this. Number one, stop making excuses for not putting first things first. Stop making excuses for not putting first things first. Number two, stop making. (laughs) I know how it is, trust me. Number two, stop being selfish and only thinking of your own wants and desires. Number three, take a good look of where you've been or where you've put the things of God in your list of priorities. 
I could also add the word, take a good look and an honest look of where you put the things of God on your list of priorities. Number four, stop being the reason that your blessings are being blocked or hindered from coming to you. That would probably be one of the things that most Christians don't understand. You're not getting what you think you should be getting based upon the scriptures. Then usually the number one reason is you. It could be that you're not walking in love. You're, not, you're, you're supposed to be forgiving others and you're not. But that all ties into putting God first. Amen. Number five, let God hold the highest place in your life, both now and forever. Let God hold the highest place in your life, for now and forever. This is a choice you have to make. Again, you're here today, and you're hearing me minister this. It's easy to nod your head in this kind of a setting and say yes and amen. It's a totally different thing when you leave from here. Tomorrow when you go to work or go to school or whatever, or you go out shopping, it's a totally different thing. But if you want to not live the way the children of Israel were living, but it actually at the end of the book they, they made the adjustment and God blessed them. The point I'm trying to get across is if these are things that are happening in your life, and you, it seems like your blessings have been hindered from coming to you. Your harvest has been hindered from coming to you. Do a checkup. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Do that knowing that if you do, and you know, can I just throw this out for free? I don't remember who said this. I think it was Dad Hagen that said this one. I don't know why I'm using him so much today. That, uh, um, how does that go? You shall eat the good of the land. Willing and obedient. Willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the, good of the land. And, and Dad Hagen was sitting there talking to the Lord and he said, God, you, you know I've stepped out and obeyed you. And I'm not, I'm not eating the good of the land. And, and God said, you're not obeying me. And he said, I, I, I stepped out. I, I did it. Yeah, you stepped out in obedience. But you're not willing. You weren't willing. You're not willing. And he said, immediately. Now get this, immediately on the inside. He said, I'm willing now, God. I'm willing and obedient now, God. And God said, yes, you are. It would like that. What I'm trying to get across, when you consider your ways and you see there needs to be some adjustments, don't drag it out. Just say, God, okay, I see that. I haven't had you first place the way I need you to have you first place. And again, I didn't have the time to get there, but that means also the way God does things. We got to give God's way of doing things first place in our lives as well. Are you hearing me? Do you want maximum results in your lives? Do you want that for this year of 2023? Do you want this to be a different kind of year for you, reaching the highest level attainable? I do. I do. And I'm going to, it just, I don't know if, the reason I experienced what I, I, I shared with you earlier or, uh, is because all of a sudden I was doing some considering of my ways. And I made some adjustments. Boop, boop, and then boop. 
God wants to do the same thing for you. God wants to do the same thing for each of you. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing. It's just an act of faith. God, I'm, I'm making that adjustment right now. You have first place in my life. You have first place in my life. I'm going to live for you, sold out to you. And because of that, I know you're going to keep revealing yourself to me. And because of that, I'm going to be able to love others in a greater way. Hallelujah. To be used by you to minister his love and power to others. Hallelujah. Maximum. I'm expecting maximum. How about you, David? Are you really expecting it? Oh, I'm telling you, I can sense it in you, bro. You keep it up. You keep pressing in. All of you need to be pressing into this. Mix your faith with it. Maximum results in 2023. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you right now for the great love with which you love us. We're so grateful for the Holy Spirit who has revealed these truths to our hearts now. It is my heart's cry that these people who have heard the word today, that they have received it by faith, and that, Father, by your grace, will now be doers of what they've heard. It's when we do the word, that's when we get blessed. That's when we are blessed. Hallelujah. I'm thanking you right now that I'm looking out upon a bunch, a bunch of blessed people. I'm believing that this church and my church family and my family and me are going to get maximum results this year. We're going to live in the maximum. We're going to achieve the highest level attainable. I'm not backing off of this, Lord. I'm not just going to preach this now, and then when I move on to something else, oh, well, there goes that. No, no, I'm going to keep bringing this up. I'm going to keep this before me. I'm going to expect to live in the maximum, Lord. And if there's other things I need to do to adjust, I believe you'll show me. Out of your great love for me, you'll show me. And I believe the same for each person in this room. Show them. Show them what they need to do, the adjustments that they have to make. If it means getting on their knees before their spouses, before their children, and saying, forgive me, or getting going to somebody in, the, in their workplace or somebody here at the church, grab their hand and say, please forgive me, then glory to God, give them the grace to do that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I love you so much. I love you so much. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, first place. First things first. It will change us, Lord. I thank you for it now. Now, with your eyes closed, nobody looking around, just real quickly. If there's anybody in this room who would say, Pastor Dan, I, I've really been struggling lately, and I've been doing my own thing, my, going my own way, and I know that I need to come back to the Father's house. I'm not here to embarrass anybody. But if that's you, with eyes closed, I want you to just slide a hand up now. Anybody in there, I see that hand. Anybody in here, I see that hand. Put your hands down once you raise them. A couple of hands have gone up. Anybody else will say, that's me. I need to make an adjustment. I need to come home to the Father's house. Aren't you grateful for the blood of Jesus? Aren't you grateful for his mercy that endures forever? All right, two people raised their hands, so I want everybody to look up. And we're going to pray a prayer together. Is that all right? We're a church family. And I want everybody to reach up to heaven. Or you can just put your hand on your heart because obviously God lives in us too. And I want you to say this. Heavenly Father, I belong to you. I'm a child of God. I know I am. Heaven is my home. But I ask you now, Father, to forgive me for doing things my own way. 
I call upon the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from these things. I receive the cleansing of the blood of Jesus. And I now believe, Father, that you choose not to remember those sins any longer. You're not going to hold them over me. And I also believe that you're giving me grace, the grace I need to overcome any temptations that I will face the rest of my days. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is good. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for ones we haven't seen in a while. Great to have you guys back. Thank you for the two back there, first-timers. You're always welcome here. And I mean that. And all the rest of you, we love you very much. Glory to God. I tell you what, something's going to happen. Something is happening. I believe something. That's a good time for you to say amen. Because I, I, I want you to know something's happening in your life in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. Will you guys know that we love you as your pastors? We're here for you. We'll pray with you. Hallelujah. Good things. Our best days are before us. Amen. All right, love you. You are dismissed.